Welcome to Your List, My Command, where we finally go through our lists of shame. The only way we know how? Peer pressure. And I am here to peer pressure Derek into finally watching the exploitation classic, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Okay, so before we get into it, I'm going to tell you my history with this movie. So when I was, I think, 16 or 17, I got pretty... Like, that's when I first started getting into film, and it all started with, like, a, of course, stereotypical white kid, a Tarantino movie. Reservoir Dogs was kind of my introduction into um, kind of independent film and film that wasn't just, you know, Batman or Indiana Jones or, you know, that kind of stuff. So then, of course, through that, obviously, Quentin has a little bit of a problem <laughs> with the N-word and being obsessed with exploitation. But it definitely was my entry into black exploitation film, um, and this was one of the first ones that I watched. And you want to talk about like fucking up a sixteen-year-old white kid? Like this is <laughs> mm-hmm. this is wild. Um, and it, it's definitely one of those movies. I feel like I feel like now into and you can disagree with me if you like, but now in two thousand twenty-three, I think this is a hard film to kind of wrap your head around if you don't have the context and structure of black exploitation uh because there there are moments in this where i'm kind of like where are we going and does this man ever talk and what what message is it sending i mean the movie literally starts with a young boy having sex with a prostitute by the way that young boy was melvin van people's own son that he put in this movie and it's it's a lot um so that's my kind of history with it and it's it's a movie that i'm just going to kind of put it out there it is a movie i respect more than i like uh in the in the crux of film history i think it's super important but it's not as if i'm like you know what i feel like watching today on a saturday afternoon sweet sweet back let's just throw that one on it is definitely not that kind of movie for me so what about you? Is this a movie that you had heard a lot about that you had avoided? Like what is, how did you kind of come to this finally watching it for this show? This movie makes me want to avoid you, Dave forever. I, how, how do, where do I begin? (laughs) It's tough. It's tough. I'm not going to let this may be as challenging as, um, as mirror. Really? As I was watching this again, I was like, why did he put this on his list? God damn it. <laughs> because I'm an idiot, I guess. I um, I was expecting something along the lines of, I don't know, uh, Superfly, Coffee, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Blackula. <laughs> it is not that fun. No, sir. What, here's, what, here's what I've forgotten. When you texted me and said, under uh, no circumstances, should you have this film on... Uh, while your child is is present, uh, or even your you wife, know. like just well, <laughs> I thought you were bullshitting, Dave. I, I really, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not your other wife from... friends. I am going to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> well, I um, I didn't believe you, and it was a Sunday afternoon, <laughs> and I'm laying on the couch. And the I'm Lord's the... Day, you watched this on the Sabbath. How dare yeah, well, you? What maybe white Jesus? Okay. <laughs> That's not my concern anymore after seeing this. Um, I'm laying on the couch and, uh, cause I, I told my, I think I said something to my, to my wife about like, well, I'm going to forego going to the store today and I'm just going to watch this movie for Dave. 
And so I hit play. <laughs> you skip Meyer for this? Yeah, I skip, for, for you, I skip Meyer. And, uh, my, uh, I, now here's the, the good thing. I don't think my, my son wasn't in the room at, at the time, but my wife was. And she was like doing something in the, in the kitchen and not paying any attention because most of the time she's not paying any attention to like the bullshit that I'm watching. Um, <laughs> and then she turns, obviously, because she hears, you know, like, ooh, sweet back, or whatever it is. <laughs> and she sees it's a lie. It's, he's the got that scene. sweet back is what yes. the line is. Yes. And I'm, you should have seen me, Dave, like trying to, like fumbling to grab the remote to like, <laughs> oh, okay. hit pause, like... but not have, not have it pause on like a 15 year old's ass. And it's like looking at my life like, oh, my, uh, well, this is, you don't understand in the seventies, they, there was just some, some weird get down and what they were allowed to do. And she, and she was like, but this is, what are you watching? And I said, this is the movie Dave wanted Dave, to watch. Dave, you just threw me right under the bus. He, let me show you the pictures he has of this, uh, the criterion for it. He has the poster, um, <laughs> arm, armbands, wristbands, uh, sweet, sweet Mac wrapped around it. Now I uh, want those, actually. Right? <laughs> so my, I knew nothing, honestly, of this film other than, uh, you know, it was a Van Peebles joy. Um, and I'd already seen, you know, Watermelon Man, so I was also expecting mm. something similar to that. And, um, and the cover, I always thought the cover looks just like black badass. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. it, mm-hmm. you know, my father is, was from that era and had a very similar, you know, like a very similar mustache and, <laughs> you know, the, the brimmed hat and, um, uh, you know, that's that's kind of how he he looked in that era, and so when I whenever I saw black exploitation film or the cover art for most of these movies, I'm like, yeah, I got kind of got to see that, right? Like that's that's the era that my dad was, you know, he was in his twenties doing his thing, you know, that kind of. <laughs> that's what I think about, right, right, right. right. Um, and and then I and then I sit through. Uh, sit through minutes. through. Uh, no, I sit through ninety-seven <laughs> minutes in which the title character speaks says five lines maybe six lines yep. something like that um but is that I, any, but is that yeah. any different than clint eastwood in you know the man with no name sure right sure. I mean, no, yeah, and i make a joke but it, that, that it didn't bother me but and this is to your point this is what you had just said there's there's a lot going on and there isn't necessarily a a tight enough narrative for me that like breaks it down like this is what's happening now and and Listen, like it's not their necessarily. It's not their responsibility to break that down for me in 2023. Um, you could probably have a lot more audiences that would have went in 71, 72, and and especially black audiences, mm-hmm. right? For 71, 72, that's 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 your demographic here. Mm-hmm. Um, but even as a black male, I'm a black male that was born in the late 80s, right? right? And a little so different <laughs> because they don't break these this down step by step. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, so this is a good thing to be militant right now, right? Like that's, okay, that's the, that's the direction that we're going. Okay, so, uh, Black Pride in, in this area, wait, wait, uh, Beatles is, is selling out, right? Like, like that's what's going on right now, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And because the, the title character is, isn't looking at me and saying, yeah, yeah, motherfucker, this is what's happening. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, okay, this is not John Shaft. Absolutely. Yeah. No, right. but he's still, I won't, I wouldn't say, not in a histrionic kind of way, but he's still charismatic. Yes, very. Would you say? Yes, agreed. Yeah. Yes, and I like that you bring up the kind of militancy of this movie because it it is the one thing that this movie wears on its sleeves. 
is sure. Black Pride. And this was actually required viewing for any member of the Black Panther Party um, from Huey P. Newton. Like, you got you got to watch this. And I think the most interesting thing about this movie, other than, like, kind of the... the Wait, end- did you know the other film that was required viewing? What is this it? Is coming to dinner. I don't think that's no, true. No, 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 no. They double featured. No, what? No. No. Like, this is what you don't do. Oh, okay. This is what you do, yes. But I think, uh, to me, the most interesting thing about this movie, other than... Uh, Van Peebles was way ahead of his time with editing and structure and, you know, the the images he was putting on the screen and taking chances there. It's the it's the flip of the black buck stereotype. It's exactly what um, slave owners tried for and then realized was terrifying. And it was this put into motion with a black man at the helm. And I, one of the things I love most about this movie is it doesn't end with him dying. It would have been very easy to be like, and he gave his life to the cause, right? Because there's, there's a sequence where he basically takes the place of what amounts to a Black Panther member saying like, he's more important. I'll take, it, I'll take Mo- the hit. Is it Moomoo's character yes. or something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'll take the hit. Because I can take it. Because I'm strong. He's going to do more for our people moving forward. And it, and again, it's not even that clear. Like, those are things you kind of sure. have to do research to be like, wait, what exactly happens here? And it, it does, I think it plays on the fears of white culture very well. Like, literally, it's a black su- superhero, but his superpower is fucking. Like, that's, that's <laughs> it. Where it's like, there's literally a scene where he is going to fight with the leader of a motorcycle oh. gang. And they're like, yep. and they're like, what weapons? And basically, it's amounts to my dick. That's my weapon. And it was just like, oh, that's what we're... That's what we're doing here. That's is wild. Because <laughs> I don't want this on record, but I'm going to say just because it, you know, it also it's kind of damning to. It's kind of an indictment, but that is probably my favorite line in the movie. Is when they're like, essentially, you're a weapon, and he says, "Fuck." Like, that's it. Like that's it. And I'm like, okay, this is this is awesome. Wait, this isn't. Wait, I'm not sure this is awesome. Wait. In 2023, this isn't awesome. This was kind of awesome. It would not be awesome in 2023 for sure. But again, the context of this matters. Like this did. Like it's. I think it is a misnomer to call this a black exploitation movie. This is a black power movie. Black exploitation is like it's using things that Sweetback kind of started, but bordering on comical, right? Like. Like, Sweetback is not a criminal. He becomes a criminal because of white culture, because of white police, because of some black people in the culture ratting him out. But he is not a criminal, really, in this movie. Like, it's, it's a very strange structure that, like you said... This is not coffee. <laughs> this is not shaft. <laughs> this is which are quite frankly easier watches. Like, I mean, they are super easy. Yeah, wildly, absolutely. Yeah. This is a challenge. Like i I ended up <laughs> I ended up watching it twice over over this period of time because the first time I was kind of like, okay, I kind of remember this. And I started to think back, like, what the fuck happened in that movie? Because really, if you mm. break it down, not narratively, it's a it's a chase movie. 
Like it's yeah. like he's put in a bad position and he won't give in and he's going to fight back until he can't anymore. Like that's it. That's the entire plot of the movie. But really, I think it's it's much more interesting on a meta level than it is on a narrative level. Like I think it has a lot to say about the black experience in the United States at that time, about white police, which that's the part of the movie that still rings sadly really fucking true now is you watch it now and you're like yeah you could make a movie about this right now like you got to take out the 1960s 70s sex shows maybe but everything else it's kind of like it's it would have to be more narratively complex but strangely and i obviously you're not going to have that opening sequence that's i mean i i watch it now and i'm like this is you did this to your uh, so as as a father like when oh, you find no. out he casts his son in this role, like what? How do you uh, do that? And I just—that's a lot. Uh, I, I'm I'm trying to look at it through the context, I guess, of a father, and I don't know if it necessarily needs to be structured like from a perspective of a black father, but of a father of that era, of that age, and of that time where you're you're building a man and the idea or the definition the structure of what it meant to be a man meant you know well you you've hit puberty right like you, you can do that like that's that's not mm. uncomfortable to me because go in there and and get it son i built you in my image and we talked about mm. that you know some of those themes when we went back to like hoop dreams right right um of of fathers looking at their sons as these carbon copies of themselves and so if you are looking at your 15 year old son and saying okay you can do this i could have done it at 15 you could do this at mm. 15 it's not real sex anyway and so you're stripping away like all the innocence of the child um because you're looking at masculinity as being the primary focus anyway uh masculinity and a lens and so yeah would i do something like that uh no uh but do I even look back at like moments in which my father was, you know, excited that I, I would talk about girls, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or talk about a woman being attractive at 14, 15, six, and he'd say, yeah, that's my boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's toxic and yeah. all of those things we look at through, again, through today's times. Um, but you know, we, we're, we're in the same decade that, um, oh God, what is her name? And she's in Pretty Baby, um, with Susan oh, Sarandon, I think. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say they were getting away with wild things. And so I'm just going to overlook this. I'm not overlooking it, but I'm also not terribly surprised. Right. I, I did remember or not remember. Uh, I, I do recall looking up um, content about, you know, these unsimulated sex scenes. I, I, I don't know how that, you know, applies to his son, but the fact that he was engaging in unsimulated sex scenes and may have even contracted gonorrhea during it. I, I don't, there's nothing so, so it's a method that, acting exercise you do not I want to be a so. part of. That's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, it's, it's their graphic sex scenes, but they're not any more graphic than anything else of that era. Right. Right. Like even, and, and because you're doing a lot of jump cuts and things of that nature, I mean, even the, the scene with the biker, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's I, quick. half the time, I don't, yeah. And I don't even know what the fuck's going on half the time because they're, they're, you know, um, throwing in so many different shots and angles and things of that nature. So 
I don't know. It's again, it, it goes back to what you had previously said. Like there's a, I have a wild amount of respect for this film um, and for what it establishes, but you're also looking at it as the foundation for the entire era of black exploitation films in which these black narratives and stories were taken out of the hands of black people mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. and actually then found commercial success. And even now looking back, it's so much easier. I hate to say for me to throw on one of those films in the background and say, well, I don't have to process this at any particular level. Right. For better or for worse. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and this is a movie like after he had, become a bit of a success Ben Peebles was given a three picture deal and then he gave them this and they're like uh no we're not we're not distributing <laughs> this so he had and one of the things I, I mean you want to talk about hustling like Ooh. he filmed this himself started it himself produced it uh he produced it he distributed it and he knew that not a lot of people were going to want to see it so what he did is he got earth wind and fire due to the soundtrack and he used the soundtrack as as hype for the movie Right. And it's a great soundtrack. It's incredible. Sure. And it really yeah. works. So he really worked his ass off to get eyes on this. Um, and man, I would love to have seen uh, reactions to this during the time. Like it had to be pretty, pretty radical um, to be seeing stuff like this on on both sides of the racial fence. I think, you know, like, sure. I think even as a white progressive, you got to be watching this like, holy fucking shit. Like how we get here like this is. But if you understand like anything about the history of, of black people in America, like that undercurrent of rage makes sense. I think I think if you are white and don't understand why black people would be radically angry, then you're not paying attention. Even in 2023, I mean, just look at uh, everything that the cops are doing right now, let alone before there were dashboard cameras and things in place to kind of limit this kind of horrible behavior. You know, back when this was made, it's like it's got to be it's interesting because it's it's putting something on screen that every black person knows is happening every day and the majority of white people either ignore willfully or oh. they're ignorant of it, right? So to see it on screen so starkly, to have sequences where the cops go like, ah, we don't care if he did it. We just want someone yeah. to arrest, right? And just like, it is brutal to watch. And it's watching it as a white person, like watching Sweetback, like wreck shop for this entire movie, like just putting cops in comas left and right. It, <laughs> you put yourself there and you're just kind of like, yeah, I could see how this would be oddly uplifting for a black person during this time or even now yeah. it is. But again, I do wish it was a movie that was a little more palatable narratively. Not the imagery. The imagery is great. I don't mind the violence. I don't mind the sex. But it is a little bit... It, it's a little opaque. Um, yeah. It's really hard. Like, it is a movie that you've got to watch and then, like, do some reading on. Like, wait a minute. What what did I just fucking see? Um, and I like a movie like that. But if you want to reach... This is not a movie for big audiences. <laughs> like, this is never going to be reach, reaching the average cinema goer. Well, I even think about, like... Um... Uh, my my family um, and and the reality that you I could not present this to like my mother and my sisters my brother in laws and say hey we're gonna do 
family time. This film. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not even because of the violence, right? Like, like there are, even if you, we say that there's this, this uh, tapestry or undercurrent of like the black reality in the United States, black pain, black misery, um, 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 you know, violence, oppression, things of that nature. Uh, this is such an, um, an urbanized kind of reality mm-hmm. that for these, for rural blacks like me, um, mm. yeah, I understand a lot of it. Especially as it pertains to, you know, the concerns about whether or not your treatment is dictated by the collar that you wear to, to invoke Jane Elliott. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, if, again, if I showed this to my mother, she would, my very conservative black mother, she would clutch her pearls and say, I can't watch any more of, of, of what's going on with, but at the same time, she would see those moments with the law enforcement and she'd say something to the effect of they've been doing that kind of stuff for years. Right. 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 Does that make sense? Like it, it wouldn't, it was the movie. She wouldn't connect with it on any other level, but hmm. that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think, um, I think this is not just the issue with this movie, but with many movies like this is that when you try to cover everything about the experience of a group of people, there are going to be people even within that group, because there are, there are wider differences within groups than between groups. Right. So not everyone, like you said, black people in rural areas are not going to have the same. It's not going to have the same attachment as black people in the cities, right? This is a very city movie. Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely get that. And, um, but I think if you can get past that, if you can look deeper at it, I think there, I mean, this sounds weird to say about a movie like Sweet Sweetback, but there really is something for everyone in this movie. Like, if you could, if you could push aside that opening scene, <laughs> which is tough, but if you can push aside that, I think there's a lot to talk about and there's a lot of interest. And even now, I mean, however many decades later, there are things that still ring very true because this is, in some ways, a fantasy and a hero's journey. Like, it's odd to say when it's a movie that starts with him. I mean, let's be real. A child being raped by a prostitute. That's what that is. That's what that sequence is. But it's interesting because in terms of, as you would say, toxic black masculinity, it's not framed in that way at all. No, it never comes up again. It's framed as a victory, if anything else. Like, look. It's his coming out Even when he's 12, he has a giant dick. Like, that's that's like, oh my God. And it's like, it's definitely not something. Like, if they made this today, Melvin Van Peebles would be arrested. Like, for that sequence. Like, it is, I, I find it interesting and amazing that a movie like this gets that amount of respect. I think it deserves it. But, like, given some of the stuff in here, like, the fact that this is on the fucking Criterion Collection is wild. Kind of surprises me a wild. little bit. Like, <laughs> but, you know, it's it, thematically, because we, I know we were specifically talking about that opening scene. Um, you know, how different is it than uh, a movie like, and, and yeah, I could think of countless ones, but, like, Last Picture Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, way less graphic, but, you know, there are scenes in that movie where they take the youngest kid mm-hmm. and they throw him in the car with the prostitute, right? right. It is the right. narrative of, of coming of age for young men in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, this just takes it up, you know, 30 levels because it's, it's well, one of the era and, and from a perspective of, like, racially, it's a little bit more in your face. Yeah. Um, 
not, not that I am clapping for an 18 minute longer cut of that by any stretch, but I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting. It's, it's a very inflammatory movie. Like I, yeah. I cannot imagine watching this with a stoic face. Like it is, it is a shock to the system, I think. And I think it's designed to be, I think it's designed to kind of key you into the pain and the fear of being black in America at that particular moment in time. And I think it does an amazing job of that. And I think it also does, as I mentioned, a great job of, and Ved Peebles kind of talked about this. Like he used very colorful language that I will never use about black people because I am not a black person, but he was talking about, it's a movie where we can walk out of it with our heads held high. It is not a movie where Sweetback gives his life for the cause. It's a movie where he survives. He gets through it all. He helps the people and he helps himself. And I think that definitely comes through in the ending of this movie. And I think it, I think it really works. And it's, it's tough because I think it's a movie that if you're like a, you know, a cinephile, it's a movie you probably should see, but I don't know. (laughs) This is maybe the only circumstance where I could feel comfortable recommending this movie to anyone like oh it's on his list he opened himself up for this okay you're gonna watch this um but anyone else like i'm not gonna you know talk to my other film friends be like you know you should really check out sweet sweet back i think i think you'd really you'd really appreciate it because it's it's a it's not a long movie but it's a it's a rough sit for sure and you got to be hyper focused even Mm -hmm. though there is very little plot like you can very easily lose your way in this movie, because like we said, it doesn't did. hold your hands. Yes. Oh, I did. And then I questioned, like, should I rewind or just, just wait for the, for the next thing to happen? <laughs> I would like look down for a second and I'm like, okay, it's another montage and that's fine. And then next thing I know, there are bikers like, what the fuck? Where did, where did, where, <laughs> how did we get to the hell's angels? Exactly. How, how, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's like, to your point, like you have to, you have to look at this as a film that is so nuanced, um, and and uh, the you know the plot is so diverse that you've got to follow along with every single step, even though it doesn't feel like that because there's very little dialogue, tons of jump cuts, tons of of, of montages, mm-hmm. but there is a again there is a theme throughout, um, and if you're not rolling with it, if you're not uh, with it the whole way through, you're going to get lost. Um, yeah. I mean, even if you, I, for yeah. like two minutes, if you're just like, if you drift a little bit, you're like, what? Who are these fucking people? Why is he eating a lizard? I don't, what, what? Man, I <laughs> sneeze. Exactly. I sneezed and dogs are being, uh, you know, let loose. I'm like, wait, this is the clock. Like, what? How the, okay. That's yep. fine. That's fine. I, I don't know if it, this will be a film I ever go back and watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is not a, maybe. a yearly watch type movie. No. This is. <laughs> This is not the family movie, Dave. No, no, no. No, this is, it definitely falls into the category of now you can say you've seen it. Like now it's like, you got your, you got your cinephile cred. Like, yeah, okay. I watched Watermelon Man. I watched Sweet Sweet Mac. I'm good here. I can move forward now. Have you seen, have you seen Watermelon Man? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Of the two, which do you like more? Like more? Yeah. Yeah. Like more. Watermelon Man. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Of yeah. course you do, you yeah. racist. Yeah, that's right. Of course you do. That's right. That's right. This is you don't not... care about the higher message. I yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned you didn't say what's a better movie. You said what movie you enjoyed, but like this is not a movie where I'm like, yeah, it's like saying like you know what I really love Schindler's List, Big Face. Like no, this is... 
absolutely fucking not. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely a tough one. Like, I don't think I because I haven't watched it in quite a while. Like, I probably haven't yeah. watched it since I was in my twenties and in my forties now. And you know, I think when you're in your twenties, there's a bit of that like kind of edge lord fucking nonsense. Yeah. And, and yeah. now that I'm in my forties, I'm kind of watching this, kind of like, ooh, this is a young man's movie. This is <laughs> like it's it's a little rough, but it it is a movie. I think that again, if you're interested in film history, it's an important movie. I think it it's the starting point for a lot of amazing filmmaking. Because like all jokes aside, like I mean, I think. Uh, Pam Greer is one of our greatest cinema presences in American history. I think Shaft is truly a great movie. Like, I don't say that tongue-in-cheek. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and you don't have those movies without this. You, They absolutely never get made. So it's important to remember that, like, this is in context, right? Like, is this a movie I'll throw on every six months? No. But am I glad that it was made? Am I glad that Melvin Peebles went this route and actually produced it himself? Because God knows no fucking white studio is going to put this out. Like, <laughs> it's too dangerous. It's too radical. And I'm glad that he did. It, and you know, I love horror. Uh, horror, I don't say that correctly because I'm from Kentucky. But uh, I like scary movies. Sweetback likes those uh, too. It's fine. It, it's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it does remind me, uh, e- even though it's it, a, a different film as far as you know, narratively, it's a little bit easier to follow. But Black Christmas, seventy uh, four, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. <laughs> Why got to be t- Black Christmas, Derek? Why? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I don't, I don't know, man. Shit, I don't, I don't pick it. it picks me. <laughs> Um, it's a Canadian film, David. It's definitely not our black, it our not. black, it mine and not. your black. Um, it, but I'm glad you said it, our. I appreciate our, that. There we go. But it is a uh, you know a, such a precursor to uh, everything, both good and bad, about the slasher genre. Totally, you know, from Halloween all the way through you know the 1980s slasher craze. Um, but Black Christmas really is the tone setter. And yes. presents a lot of you know the the perspective of the serial killer, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, but it, it gets it can get easily forgotten, and and then you go back and you watch, you're like, oh, this is what you know sets the tone for everything that moves forward. Totally, and and you could say the same thing about this film, uh, yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Bring it to leave it to Derek to bring it all the way back to the horror genre. That's but that's a that's actually a really great. Um, comparison like because i remember i didn't see black christmas the original black christmas until i think like five or six years ago like pretty Mm. recently and it was one Mm. of those holy shit moments like oh that's where this all that's where this all came from like absolutely and i think just like you can see here if you like if you like black exploitation all the way up to if you like quentin tarantino movies there's stuff here that without it those things would not have existed so absolutely yeah so melvin van peoples truly was kind of a revolutionary in terms of filmmaking and his thought processes both um so that's i think just cool to see on screen and glad that we have you know a you know a high quality version of this because this is a movie that it would not have surprised me if it got lost to time like this is one of those movies that easily could have disappeared and i'm so glad that it didn't all right, geez, sweet back. We made it through. That is that's a it's a rough one to talk about, but I'm you glad all can't we did. see us. We, we we both have our fists raised in the air <laughs> yeah, right now. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> just we're at the Olympics right now. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Derek, um, now that we've gone through two episodes in a row of 
race relations. Uh, what are you going to make me watch? What's uh, what's next for us? Oh God! I'm Do you remember? remember? <laughs> um, I think it was uh, Serpico. That is correct, Serpico. Serpico. Amazingly, yeah. the Italian has not seen this Pacino movie. Uh, we are going to talk more about cops. It's going to be great. <laughs> The good ones, the good kind this time. Well, there's, right? there's, yeah. some, there's know, some good and bad. Little, uh, but bit, yeah. uh, if you want to watch that before the episode comes out, I, this is what I'll say. It is available on Amazon Prime, but I would recommend finding a different way to watch it because there's some sound issues with the Amazon one. Like the score is ultra loud, so it kind of drowns out some of the dialogue. So if you can find an actual... <laughs> an actual better copy of it i would do that but you can still kind of i think you can fight through it and watch it that way if you still want to watch it for free if you're cheap and don't want to spend money on physical media like you should because streaming will take it all away uh, from you i'm first to go <laughs> all right all right that's it off my soapbox we will see you in a couple uh-huh. weeks and we will talk serpico <laughs>